lovely people. It's Anlin here, aka That Philly Girl. Hi guys, it's Kaveen, spelled Kevin with an E. And, and welcome, welcome to, to episode nine of our Yes You podcast. Ooh. It's very cold today. Yeah, it was very rainy as well. It was terrible. It's snowing actually. It snowed. It was snowing. It was snowing. Maybe in is it Southampton? It snowed in Southampton. No, I was not in Southampton. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was actually in Hornsey area uh, just before okay. I came here. No, it's um yeah no today when I woke up when I went to the gym it was raining like pouring like my coat and my clothes. So Kevin's back in the gym. I am, guys. Trying to get a six pack before summer. <gasps> Only three months left. Oh. Pray for me. <laughs> I would like to have a before and after picture. Yeah, I've yep. got the before pictures. <laughs> We're just waiting until I get the six pack to take the after. <laughs> I think for me, six pack or no six pack, I am sexy. Woohoo! <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Don't ever doubt. <laughs> Self confidence okay. is key. It is key. And besides, you don't have to have six packs to be sexy. No, you don't. But uh, I want a six pack. Okay. I don't know. Oh, but no, you're no. sexy already. I didn't say I was not sexy. I said I just want a six pack. Okay. Okay. My one pack is good. It's too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in today's episode, we are talking about uh, careers and side, side hustles. hustles. Woohoo! Okay, let's do this. So, okay. Kevin. Yes. You start off. Okay. So, what should you know before you start your career? Are we, just to clarify, are we talking about your first job or are we talking about a few jobs in your career? What is, what are we? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, Maybe like your first job. So your straight first after profession- uni, straight after uni. Okay, yeah, perfect, perfect. Professional role. Um, so, ooh, what would be my <laughs> advice on things you should know? No, for me. <laughs> so I just started laughing. <laughs> Know what job you're applying for. Oh, <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> no, because, okay. Yeah, but does anyone really know that? Because if you come out straight out of uni, you assume that you know what the role will involve after reading the job description. Okay, you so, really know. The, re- uh, the first job that I had, I it was a recruiter that called me. Mm. And she was telling me, oh, the role was account manager. Yeah. So me being me, account, I thought account, I hold on to that word account. Accountant, account. I thought it was gonna be involving maths. I was like, yes, that's absolutely fine. It's gonna be finance. Yeah. Um, and it so happened that account manager is managing accounts or managing clients. Yeah, and not the finance and bit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So rule number one: research Google what the role is. Yes. If, if a recruiter is to call you. Yeah. Um, that's I think that's one of the first thing. And actually, one of the things that I've learnt as well is that that title does not matter. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything because it will it will change. You will do everything and anything else that once you're in the role. To be honest, um, so even what's listed in your job description, there is always flexibility to change for it to change. Absolutely. Don't take it as face value. Use it as a scope of what you might be doing, but know that there'll be scope creep. Exactly, and I feel like that a title or a job title does not dictate the level that you are actually at. Um, yeah. Sometimes um, you could be higher than the job title that you have, mm-hmm. so it shouldn't um, prevent uh, you from excelling um, the level that you are meant to be. Because some people will be like, well, I'm only um, this, so I should really just keep doing at this level. Mm, that's true. Um, the other thing I would say is try and know a bit about the industry that you're going into. So, like, let's say you want to go into financial services, IT, I don't know, international relations. Make sure you know a bit about it. 
just so it gives you an understanding of what your your whole job or the company um that you're going to work for does otherwise you'll get in there and it will be like you're hitting the ground running trying to get your head around different things and it it might take you longer to get up to speed um, with another advice is and not only for when you have your first job but actually second third fourth fifth fourth. job the culture the company culture is more important than the paycheck that you are going to receive yeah. at the end of the month. Yeah. If the if the culture is toxic, then your experience will be very negative. Yeah. And if, you, if you spend time in negative energy, it's time you'll never get back, basically. And I always feel, and I've heard this a few people have said this, that you should be in a place where you're not survive. You're not just surviving, but you're thriving. Yeah. So you want to be in an environment that actually helps you, guides you, and supports you, and you'll thrive in whatever you're that you're going to do yeah. and this leads into my next point is having a good leader yes you do a good leader mentor manager within the workplace is so crucial um because essentially they have a, a hand first hand into how your experience is going to be right so you can work in a in a company that has a bad culture but if your manager is someone who's positive has a is a great leader and has positive leadership um, skills experience will be completely different mm -hmm. within the team in, in comparison to the entire company and vice versa if your company is actually a really good company with good culture yeah but your manager um isn't a good leader yeah then, then that will have, have a, a great impact on you as well try yeah. different jobs yeah i was just about to say yeah, that i was like don't be afraid jobs. to try different jobs like if you go into if you start um a position like so if you come out of university and you start a position in a company where you're not too sure that the role is for you then don't be afraid to go and work in a different completely different role either within the same company or a different company because i feel like at the start of your career is where you i mean to be honest even experiment, even, even in between your career you can experiment as well but you have more leeway just at the beginning as well yeah and don't be afraid of failure I feel that failure only happens if you haven't tried or if you're not happy. Mm -hmm. So especially when you're first or second job, um, if you if if you feel like it's not for you, stop. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you failed. It actually means that you're brave for a um, being uh, aware that, that isn't not for you, you yeah. and yeah, for changing. That, that leads into my next point. Like change is amazing. Embrace it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes change can be you know you become fearful of change, mm -hmm. but essentially like embrace that. Um, when you're in your first job, look for mentors, look for sp um, sponsors as well within yeah. the business. That Who is actually your sponsor in terms of when you're not there, they're cheering you on. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that, I think that's so key, having, uh, having someone, a sponsor or someone who's got your back, essentially, in the company is quite, is quite crucial. The other thing I would say is always be open to learning. Yes. I think all companies love individuals. Like, you might not understand the role, you might not understand what the company's trying to do, but your eagerness to want to learn and, and get up to speed with things is something that's going to be very crucial throughout your career. Mm -hmm. And I think communication is key as well. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by this is that sometimes it's hard, actually, if you have a company that doesn't have an open communication culture. Yeah. But try your best um, individually to be able to communicate to everyone in all levels. Mm -hmm. And one other thing I would say as well is don't be afraid to um, exercise your your power to allow for your value to be recognized. So I don't mean in the sense of like, you know, something goes wrong and you're like, or always constantly complaining about it. But I'm saying like, if you thought if something really affects you, then yes, go and see the right individuals within your company, discuss it, and then um, 
try and strategize on what change you can implement mm. to improve your experience, to improve your development, to improve your learning within the company. So I think that's very crucial. Exercise your power in order for your value to be understood and appreciated. Yeah, and I think if someone undervalues you or your company, always ask them that what was the reason for them to actually hiring you? Yeah. Because everyone is hired specifically for specific strength. Mm-hmm. And if they undervalue your strength, then why did they hire you in the first place? Yeah. And just because it's your first job as well, never undersell yourself. Like, you have the skills and the knowledge to be there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't have hired you. Yeah. So you, you got through the front door because of the skill sets. And the person, it's not even just the skill set. It's just sometimes it's generally the personality you have, the mm. characteristics that you portray throughout the interview process and things like that. Like managers can just love you from interviews and just want you to be part of their teams. It, it could be that simple. And this goes into interviews, actually. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Yeah. And make sure you ask good questions. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's not about what you know about the company, but just being curious about the company. Mm-hmm. Um, preparation is actually key. Yeah, uh, I, I have quite a lot of things that I follow when I do interviews. So, okay, so should I break it down? Let me break it. Somebody's going to need this out there. Um, so when I when I know I've got an interview coming up, first thing I do is I try and learn about the company overall, just like a very high level summary of what the company does. And then if there's any information I can find out online specifically about the team I'm going to be working with, then I do research on that. So that could be anything from like, a paper they uh, like a paper or article they've published um, or like a news a news or an event they they're organizing and things like that so i try and know a bit about the company and the team i'm going to be working with secondly um, i always I, think in interviews it's always um, reference that you've done your research in terms of like what the company's doing so i always check the news page um, just to see what latest articles or what publishments they've been um, included in and i just read the article and after reading the article, I just summarized three key points I remember from it. So, for example, if they um, released an article about like how an app is going to affect the hotel market, I list the three key points from what I got from it so I can add in the interview. Um, Second, what, fourth? I think it's fourth point now. Um, I try uh, and find out the names of the people who are going to be interviewing me and I do a bit of research on LinkedIn, which I think is, is quite good to just get an understanding of who's going to be in the room, what skill sets they have, what knowledge they have, and to a certain point uh, assess how you're going to answer the question so if you've got a, if you're going to have an interview with the head of IT how you would speak to the head of IT is maybe a little different to how you would speak to the HR manager um, so just think about how you just think about who's going to be in the room and how you would address them okay I also think that it's really vital for you to have your own opinion about something when yes. you're in an interview mm-hmm. um, I believe that that shows who you are as a person yeah and it also challenged them so whether you agree with something that they're doing or not, really voice that out. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is know the competitors and case studies yeah. as well mm-hmm. um, within an organisation. But I think that's relative though. It depends what kind of companies you're going for. I would say if you're going for like the big consultancy firms, oh. then yes, you have to know their competitors. You have to know what their competitors are doing and how it impacts the company um, themselves. But I think, yeah, it's definitely an added, because I think some interviews, you don't have to have that level of knowledge, but it's definitely an added bonus if you do. And always remember as well that they're just, you're not only there to be interviewed, you are also interviewing them. Yeah. We often forget that interview is a two, two-way process. Yeah, it's an exchange. And yeah. it's an exchange. So you also want to find out whether you actually is right for that company. Mm-hmm. Because often, like, we get so worried that, oh, we need to get this job, that we forget that 
we also need to know whether we're actually going to like them as a company that yeah. we're going to be working for. Mm-hmm. And I think also, I think you should be, if it, if you're having the interview within the office area as well, just be observant of your surroundings. Just like, one thing I like to do is like, after, after I've had an interview, when I'm walking like to leave the building, I just have a look around. I just ask myself, is this the kind of office? Does it have the kind of energy that I want to be in? Like, you know, I've been to some places where I've had interviews where like, the floor is so quiet and it's only where I tease it and I'm just like, oh, I don't know if this is really for me and I've been in other places, it's been really vibrant. I'm like, I can see myself working there. So just take that into consideration as well. Um, and what else would I add? Yeah, um, so with the questions, either you can prepare the questions beforehand or if you're someone, if you, if you struggle to do that, then one thing I would definitely say is um, keep your ears open throughout the interview because mm. they will say things that you might have questions in your head, but you just like jot it down. Yes, bring a notepad yes, and pen. Yes, I was gonna say. Yes. Bring a notepad and pen. It's it's for them seeing for the interviewers seeing you write and take down notes. It's, it's it shows them that you're organized. You you're someone who has structure in how you do things, right? Um. So yeah. So one technique I've been using lately is um. If I interview for anything, so I'm interviewing for volunteering work with uh, mentoring young people and the interviews I've been going to, I um, bring a notepad and I listen to what they're telling. So when I ask, when they tell me a bit about the company, what they're hoping to do and like why they would like to have me or come on board as a volunteer, or I just make notes of things that they've said so I can inquire a bit more later on when they, they ask you, do you have any questions for me? And if in doubt, ask questions, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. Questions, 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 questions. Yeah. I feel that they, that is a key. Um, yeah, you need clarity to, before you make the decision, basically, if they do give you an offer. Yeah. So that's some of the advice that we would get and yeah. we, got, um, we would give in terms of first job interviews. Yeah. But, and more, oh, I yeah, think sorry. one of the things, be yourself. And that's the most important bit, yeah. Be yourself and don't be afraid to negotiate if you feel like you've got the skill sets for it. I w- maybe I wouldn't do it at the beginning of my career, but oh, I feel no. like later on you can negotiate. If you you want can to. negotiate, but always, always negotiate before you sign that paper. It's yeah. harder for you to get what you want once you've signed that contract. Yeah, that's true. So always have everything in writing way before you sign it. Yeah. That's true. And this leads us on to the next bit of today's topic. Side hustle. So you might have your main job, but uh, your main job is not going to fulfill you that much. So you, <laughs> you might need to get a side hustle. So what we mean by side hustle is just an uh, either an extracurricular activity that you do or a business that you've set up outside of your uh, mainstream income, like your job, that helps you either stay motivated, inspired, or... It generates additional, additional income. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you can go first. Okay, so what is my side hustle? Um, I don't really have a side hustle, like, that generates money. But uh, my side hustle at the moment is, like, app. I have an um, app I created uh, with one of my friends who's been developing it. Um, and it was just to help friends better plan their holidays. It's called Packers. You can find it on Apple. Uh, what's the thingy? Thingy? I Apple Store? App Store. App what? Store. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it on App Store. It's spelled P-A-Q-U-A-S. Um, and that's, yeah, that's my main side hustle at the moment. And this podcast is my main side hustle. Yes. <laughs> um, for me, obviously, of course, the, the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is I need to pick up on this because... It disappeared for a bit, but I was doing, I was coaching people. Oh, okay, nice. And so it was very much coaching people on confidence mm-hmm. and how to ha- live a positive lifestyle. Mm-hmm. 
So I did that a bit last year, but with the traveling and moving yeah, back Yeah, it and gets forward. a bit difficult to manage, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so mm. I think that's something that I would like to pick up again. Mm -hmm. Another uh, thing is, quite a big thing actually, is my properties in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. So I manage a few properties, have a few properties that generate income. Yeah, woo, um, my girls get in moolah, moolah, get in the doilas. <laughs> and I'm starting building my apartments from scratch. So well previously mm -hmm. all i've ever done is have other pro property developers developing it and then you just purchase and it. just purchase it mm -hmm. now is a couple years how many years five or six years ago mm -hmm. um coming up to six years i bought a land and now i'm building my apartments on that land so fingers crossed if things go well we don't need to cross our fingers it's going well and it it is well okay before my birthday in June, I should have my first four apartments, which is the ground floor. And I think what a side hustle means for me is I think everyone wants the same thing. And I don't think it's money. Um, I don't think it's the car or houses. I think I know for a fact that what everyone wants is freedom. Mm. Freedom so that you can go wherever you want to go whenever yeah, you, you want, want to, to go, go with yeah. whoever you want to go with and having the the main job is is great because that helps me fund my side hustle mm -hmm. but i'm i'm not i refuse to live i refuse to work until the age of 65 yeah and I believe that my side hustle will help me make sure that I retire by the age of 45, the mm -hmm. latest, for example. And it's been really great because one of my apartments has helped me generate um, income so that I can ha so that I can actually start my apartment. It, it hasn't yeah. found all of the apartments. But it's given you something but it's given, to, yeah, to it's, it's, kickstart. It's given yeah. me half or so, actually, uh, which essentially... It's all about making money work for you. Mm. Not for you to work harder, but making sure that you know how to make money work for you harder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it also means that savings, saving your money for, for assets and not liabilities. Mm -hmm. But, and I hope everyone knows this, the best way to lose your money, I'm going to repeat this again, the best way to lose your money is to keep your money in the bank. Mm. Inflation rates, etc. as people know, and the interest rate that a bank gives you, does not Very give you low. enough. Yeah. So my advice is is to invest it. Now, if you're into properties like myself, of course, properties are very safe bet, bet, bet to get into when it comes to return of investment. Um, you know, bricks and mortar will always be there. People will always need it. Mm -hmm. um, whereas some people may actually want to do stocks and shares, for example. Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot of it. Yeah. So I do a bit of um, savings through Moneybox. They're the one that invested in stocks and shares. Um, really good, actually. I recommend it. Mm -hmm. Some people use an app called Free Trade to trade. Um, oh, I think I've heard of that. Uh, yeah. I haven't used it yet, but some people use that. I'm a great advocate for side hustles. Mm -hmm. I'm a great advocate for not making sure that your money does not sleep yeah and also at the same time making sure that whatever you whatever your main job is mm -hmm. for you to be happy and positive yeah because that will greatly impact your side hustle yeah that's true that is very true and the side hustle also will help you actually your your main job um i'm speaking to people where 
they hire people, for example, and they don't just look at your main job now. Oh, yeah, they, they do. They look at look your at passion mm-hmm. outside of work. And I think side hustle is, is a great way for you to become a more rounded person, mm-hmm. but it also tests you. Because some people would be like, previously before, I never really talked too much about my properties. Mm-hmm. And now I actually talk a little bit more about it. Yeah. Because um, I've always thought, that's work, that's my career, mm-hmm. separate to my yeah. side hustle. But you you have to embrace all of you, mm-hmm. all, all, all part of you, whether it be at work, your career, and, and your side hustle. Yeah. And hopefully in a perfect, um, it, it, should be, it should be blending in together. Your side hustle brings a different skill sets that your main job get, has. Mm-hmm. So for example, my main job doesn't need me to have knowledge and properties. But my side hustle does, yeah, does. You know, I, I manage my projects there. Um, I communicate. I have people working um, with me, for example. Um, you manage your tenants. Mm-hmm. You need to know about different laws, um, wherever it is. Yeah, and it enhances you as a person. Mm-hmm. And if you're passionate about something, why don't you earn money from it? Mm, true. And this also goes into the saying that people. I don't mind giving out information at all. Mm-hmm. Like I love mentoring and coaching people, mm-hmm. but also understand there's gonna be a time where, like everyone else, like if I'm teaching you and something that I also had to work for, mm-hmm. I will. There's the time when I'm gonna be charging that knowledge that I've got. Yeah, and this is why people, you know, you you go to like courses, for example, and people teach you the knowledge that they've got, and. So what the reason I say this is that you yourself, you might think that you don't have a side hustle, but trust me, you know something that some people don't know. And that knowledge will, will get you something, will earn you mm. some money that yeah. would help, that would become your side hustle. Mm-hmm. So monetize your passion and your knowledge, so, essentially. Essentially, yes. Yeah. And learn as much different skill sets, different skills as you can, mm-hmm. whether it be through your career or your side hustle. Mm-hmm. And I think, the main aim, well, for me anyway, is to, in, on a beach, and knowing that money is working for me and I'm not working for money. Money. Mm. On the beach with, you know, and just, just knowing that I can just... Relax. Relax, and don't wake up worry. when I want to wake up, where yeah. I want to wake up, and just know that it's all covered. Mm. Deep, just deep that. Just imagine. You don't have to wake up at, like... 7 a.m. to catch the train to go to work. But it also means short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. Mm. Having a side hustle isn't easy because obviously, like, there's times where I am so challenged because I'm like, it's so difficult that I'm not there in the Philippines, for example. But I can see the rewards, like, where people in Airbnb say, like, my apartment is nice, mm-hmm. it's really great. When an architect has seen, uh, has showed me the plans to my building, it yeah. feels amazing. And having that, I don't know, having your goal achieved. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is seeing your your goals realized. So like yes. going from an idea and actually start to see the foundations of it and something tangible coming from it is, is when it becomes a bit more solid and you can actually pursue it. But I, I would say, don't be afraid to take the first step. Exactly. Even if it's something small, even if you have just two or three people who are willing to to be part of the service that you're offering or mm. the product that you're offering, yes, like take those people and 
and learn from them, but also give back to them in terms mm. of like, you know, what products you're, you're, you're selling, how is the best way to use the product, for example, mm. um, how do you take care of it, and things like that. So I think it's very important. Even if it's just a small audience that you have um, access to, still go out there and chase it. Like, the tomorrow is never promised, so today we have to go for everything that we want. And most importantly, never doubt yourself. If you're passionate about something, and yes, it is sometimes it is a slow start, but don't give up. Never doubt yourself. Never doubt what you're capable of. Yeah. Um, there's a saying that Bill Gates that said this. Mm-hmm. Most people overestimate what they can do in one year yeah. and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. So yeah. people... That makes sense. Yeah, so do you get it? Yeah, so people, people set really big, big goals and things that they want to achieve within a year. Mm-hmm. But what they... But in terms of outlook for 10 years, they underestimate. So it will be like, in one year, I want to um, be in this position in my career. Or I want to have this level of income um, from my side hustle. But then in 10 years, you'll say, okay, in only for 10 years, I want to have a regular income of 10, 5K um, without me having to miss gaps if I'm an entrepreneur, right? So, but you can achieve way more than that within 10 years, if that but makes sense. But it's also knowing the fact that... Um you you don't reap what you sow the moment that you put the seed in. Yes. Yes, like so, plants. When you, once you put the seed in the soil, it takes time to grow. Exactly. So people think that, you know, I can achieve 100K in a first year. They overestimate it, but then don't realise that actually within that 10 years, that 100K is going to be what? Yeah. 10, 10 million. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. So what we're saying is plant the seed and watch it grow. There you go. And also, like, the hard work. Like, mm-hmm. people give up. So people will say, for example, oh, like, in a year, I should be able to achieve this. And if they don't achieve it, they already give up. But if they kept going on after 10 years, they would have probably achieved more than what they have achieved in the first year. Yeah, but then you, the question is, was that really a passion or was that an idea you just wanted to explore? But sometimes people just give up because they, they don't have the persistence and the, um, the resilience to keep going. They could be passionate about something. Yeah. And people people undervalue themselves and, and give up. Yeah, but I see that as the, the people who, like, every year have a New Year's resolution, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to be this and then give up. So that that's my, so for me, that's why I'm like, it wasn't really a, a goal or a passion. It was just an idea that you wanted to explore. I think sometimes you look at it, it could be someone's goal, but mm. they didn't have, A, the guidance for it, for example. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. They didn't have the mental 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 capacity to make it come true mm-hmm. just because someone doesn't achieve their goal doesn't necessarily mean they didn't want to achieve, to achieve their it. goal okay, yeah, fair there enough. might be something that prevented them from doing that mm-hmm. um but it's this is why i think having the right mindset is so important mm-hmm. um sometimes it's not about how you do it it's more about you the right mindset for you to be able to do something yeah and i think as people it's our job to, to support people that have side hustle, mm-hmm. um, to support people that are passionate, so passionate about something that they make it their full-time job. Yeah. Um, I think that's incredible. I think that's really brave and courageous for them to do that. Mm-hmm. And for those that may not necessarily don't know where their job is or where their career is going, trust me, a lot of us, if not all of us, don't really know no, what we're, we're doing. Yeah, we don't. I we're, mean... working, we're working it out daily. And for those that want to start a side hustle, there's no time like the present. The more you delay it, the more you're you're being disloyal to yourself and what you really want. Yeah, no, you, I think you just have to go for it. I mean, every yeah, every day everyone's learning something new or learning life just in general. So don't don't waste time doubting 
what you could potentially achieve. Every achievement is an achievement, regardless of how large or small you perceive it to be. Exactly. And I would like to recommend a book that I just finished, actually. It's by Rob Moore, and it's called Money. I hope it helps you because the minds, the, the, the lessons that it teaches, it's gold mines. So buy it. Hashtag, I should get commission for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really recommend it. It's it's Money by Rob Moore. Okay, that's a, that's a good book. What other book? What book did I read? I read a book a few years ago. Uh, um, any Tony Robbins book is really good as as well. Like um, Unleash the Power Within. That's, yeah, that's a really good book. One book that I read that was really good was called Mindset by Carol Dweck. I think I can't remember what name is, but it just it goes through how people perceive things, what yeah. what encourages your perceptions or what influences your perceptions of things. And it's based on studies that have been done on groups of people. I, that's the kind of books I read. No, normally it's more like studies have been done and this is the results or somebody's done an assessment of it. But um, yeah, I'll check out those books that you, that you mentioned. And for anyone who wants some advice when it comes to properties and side hustles, when it comes to podcasts... App development, or if you want to start an app, if you want any ideas on how to go about doing that, then yeah, I think feel free to reach out to us. Yeah, if anyone wants any coaching or mentoring, I'm available to do that. Yeah. Um, I think convenience as well. Yeah. I'm more than happy to mentor someone, coach them mm-hmm. to better themselves, um, to have some guidance in terms of their career, their job, their side hustle. Yeah, or even just school and just man- trying to manage life in this millennial age. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, we're here for you. And, and remember, for every no you get, you're one step closer, closer to getting, getting that, that yes you. you.